Hello there students and welcome to In Major Trouble, the show all about helping current undecided peer students to help them find a major that interests them by having current professors talk about their college experiences. On today's show we have philosophy. Many first year students take philosophy as part of the IGETSI. Students take it then pass off the course and never think of it again. Maybe some students have an interest in philosophy but are too afraid to major in it because they can't see many careers in the field. Today we are speaking to someone who made a career out of his interest in philosophy. Uh, someone who can give us an uh, in-depth look on why someone would want to choose um, philosophy as a major. Teaching philosophy one this semester, please uh, join me in welcoming um, today's guest, Professor Singer. Hello. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? All right. So uh, let's get started. Uh, talk to me about before you went to college. Uh, I want to know how you treated school in high school. Like how, how were those uh, four years in high school and did you feel like you wanted to know what you wanted to do before you got to college? Not really. I mean, I, uh, I, I barely graduated high school. I think I had like a 1.3 GPA. Oh. Um, because, you know, as long as the school didn't call my house, my parents didn't really involve themselves in my education. I think the only reason I graduated was because of art classes, photo and uh, TV film, and that was kind of what I focused on in high school. So. Okay. All right. So then, take me to the first few years of college. Uh, what schools? What school did you attend in your first year of college, and what were some of your favorite cl uh, courses? So I, I actually originally went to college um, after I got an ROP degree in TV and film, um, just to use the dark room for oh. the company that I was working for. And uh, I just took photo classes and art classes and stuff like that. I didn't really think about taking academic classes. Um, and it was at Palomar College in, in San Marcos. And then at some point, I just stopped going. Um, and I got a different job where I was focused more on uh, business and management. So I stopped taking art classes and stopped taking classes in general. Um, and so that was kind of how I started. Uh, and you said you used a digital dark room, but for like what company um, asked you to use that room? Oh, I was working for a skateboard company called Plan B Skateboards. Oh, okay. So um, while all this was happening, was there a point that you thought you were going to do something else? Like, did you ever have another major in mind? I mean, when I was first, uh, when I was in basically K through 12, all I cared about was skateboarding. Um, and when I got to college originally, the only reason I took classes is because my boss in skateboarding told me to take classes to use the darkroom. And my only goal was to be a skateboard photographer. That was it. Um, I wasn't interested in anything else. You never even had like interest in like classes to, to have a major when you first got into college? Not, not for that first step. And that was only like really uh, one year in college. Um, and then I left that industry and kind of started working in uh, jewelry, actually. Um, and then it just, you know, working there just was a bummer. Being a manager was a bummer. Um, and that's when I kind of started taking classes. At, this is actually at Di Diablo Valley College now. Um, I started taking some classes and looking around and... and I started thinking maybe I was going to go to college, and that's when I kind of like actually clicked and started taking classes like pre-algebra and stuff like that. So, before you went to a Diablo Valley College, did you did you feel like dropping out? Was there like the 
some sort of feeling that you just thought college wasn't for you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the point in college, really, because I always had a job. So there was no reason for me to go to college. And I didn't like school, K through 12, so why would I go to college, you know? So you never had an emphasis on school? Never, It was never in the home for you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the moment you chose philosophy, how did you know? Well, so what happened was is... First of all, I saw I saw um, the movie Casino, and <laughs> I don't know why this is my takeaway, but I decided that I was going to become a hotel business manager, specifically in Vegas, and uh, I decided to take some community college classes to explore that major, um, and I actually got a job at a resort, um, and while I was working there and taking those classes, I just felt like, oh, well, this is just hard. This is just a struggle. Every, everything like going to school is a struggle. Working at this job is a struggle. But to transfer, you have to take all these IGETSI classes. And I took a philosophy class, and the class was really easy for me. Um, the reading was easy. It was just interesting. Um, I couldn't put it down. Um, and then I took a couple other philosophy classes, and I realized the hotel business classes weren't really for me. And that philosophy classes just kind of clicked. And so that's when I realized, oh, this is probably going to be my major. Um, concurrently with that, I noticed that the second I started taking philosophy classes, my grades just shot right up. And so as a result, I just figured this is my major. I found what I'm, what I'm going to do. So, Would you say that you started caring about school way more once you found your major? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, because I also just kind of dropped the idea of being a hotel business manager. (laughs) Um, And I also just really liked um, the professors in general at Palomar College. They were just, it it was just really chill. I think college should be way more chill to people. Um... And so I like their lifestyle, and I like the lifestyle of going to community college. Um, And I specifically liked my philosophy professors. And so I started thinking, like, not only am I going to major in philosophy, but maybe I'll come back and teach here at Palomar College. That was kind of like the idea, which is Pierce is very similar to Palomar College, actually. Uh, and was that a community college? Yeah, uh, Palomar is a community college just like, it's it's very similar to Pierce, it's just in San Marcos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And what made you so sure that philosophy was the major for you? <laughs> I don't know if I was ever sure, um, but it was just uh, something that really captured my interest. So, you know, for example, I would take other classes, like I took a, a fun class I took was astrophysics, and I really enjoyed the class, but... It wasn't for me. Um, also, my journey through math, I had to start out at pre-algebra. I got up to Calc 2. Um, during that time, I got really interested in math, and I was, I was, you know, had a couple of professors that even said, oh, you should think about majoring in math. But I just feel like once I, I found philosophy, that was kind of the major for me. Um, and, and, and I'd never found any other class that interesting. So. So even while you were good at math and you were you probably had interest in other classes, philosophy is what interested you most. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So going off of that then, um, what interested you most about the subject? Like what specifically what what specific aspect of the field had you excited about a future in philosophy? Well, interestingly at first, um, what I found interesting was that philosophy is really the core of all academia. Um, And it was philosophers in the West that created 
basically everything we study at community college and at the UC and CSU university level. Um, and so I noticed philosophy's impact on my other classes and my writing and my coursework in other classes as well. Um, but then I also was just really interested in kind of the nature of reality, which would be metaphysics, um, kind of how we figure things out, how we learn, which would be epistemology. Um, and then to a lesser degree, but still interesting to me would be like how things are good, bad, right, and wrong. Um, how, you know, for example, some political systems are good or bad, um, or even just how some art is considered good, bad, or ugly or beautiful, um, music, stuff like that. And so all of that is really wrapped up in philosophy and I find all that like infinitely interesting. Yeah. And could you could you do me a favor and elaborate a little more on how it helped, how when you found philosophy so interesting, how did it help you with uh, your other classes? On, well, on other classes besides philosophy? Yeah, so I mean, I wrap this up in my classes um, a lot where I noticed that in college you're really just writing the same papers over and over and over and over again structurally. So the essence of college writing seems to be, to me, especially for undergraduates to read something or learn something and then to be able to explain what you just learned in a way that someone else sitting next to you could understand. Um, and then once you get to more upper division classes, but I think this is part of lower division too, is to kind of give your own critical take on it. Sometimes they'll add like a compare and contrast section or something to a paper, but most papers, whether it's science or whether it's comp lit or art theory, um, all of the structures of the papers that I was writing were the same. And I noticed that that stemmed from philosophy and that once I understood the philosophy style of writing, I could easily um, do the same style of writing in the other classes and it would, my grades would just jump up. So. So you kind of just took what you learned, not what you learned from philosophy, but from what you were learning from philosophy just attributed it to other classes? Yeah, basically. I mean, the the style of writing and the style of how you think um, critically and just the way things are done in philosophy are direct directly corollary to other classes in a, in a really direct and obvious way. So... All right, and um, so besides the usual finances, uh, financial challenges that every student faces in college, um, what kind of academic challenges did you experience during your time in community college? I mean, for me, I really had to start at ground zero. So, um, you know, the, the, biggest, the biggest one was, you know, I started in pre-algebra. Um, the English, the first English class I took was English Essentials. I had never really written a paper K through 12. I had never typed out a paper and printed it and turned it in or anything like that. Um, I just didn't really try K through 12, so I just barely passed every class. Um, for my junior and senior year, I was just in jock math in high school, which the reason why we called it jock math was the, the football coach t taught it. And uh, it was just like consumer math, like how to, how to buy stuff and run a cash register. And then there was, you know, business math. And, and you know, it was just stuff like balancing a checkbook or, a, um, you know, how to, how to make change with a cash register, you know. So I got to college and I, I realized, oh, I have to get through uh, basically pre-calc or trig. 
Um, and, and so I had to take pre-algebra, then I had to take intermediate algebra, then I had to take trig, then I had to take calc one, and I had to take calc two to get to where I wanted to be in logic. With English, philosophy is a writing major. So I had to go from English essentials to being able to write upper division philosophy papers at UCLA. So it was really a ground up project. Um, and it was a struggle. The way I uh, succeeded was basically what they call here at Pierce the CAS. Because I just used the tutors. Um, how did the tutors help you out then? For me, it was just like a chance to be in an environment where if I had a question, it could get immediately answered. So I would sit in the CAS at my school, and and anytime I was doing math, I could ask a question right away. Um, anytime I was writing a paper, I could get help with it pretty directly. Um, and then I ended up becoming a tutor, and that was kind of like part part of my path to being a teacher as well, you know. At any point in time, were you ever like discouraged that um, discouraged that you were finding math so difficult, or just the uh, the amount of math classes and um, the amount of English classes that you had to take from the ground up? Did it ever discourage you away from school? I mean, I'm a skateboarder, and so part of being a skateboarder is that you fail at what you're doing 90 plus percent of the time that you're doing it. Um, and you just keep doing it over and over and over and over again, even after breaking bones and hurting yourself. I think the tenacity that you get from a sport like skateboarding translates into the rest of your life. So for me, when I would find pre-algebra hard and I knew I had to do it, like I knew that this was the path that I needed to be on, um, I just would just not stop practicing. Like, I'll give one example. When I was at UCLA, the, one of the first classes I took was a, a logic class. And to be honest, I was just in over my head. There was like all these UCLA kids, they knew the professor's name. They were asking if his dog was good. Um, they like were coming to class in their pajamas from the dorms. They had been in at UCLA for years. I just transferred, right? And uh, the first test, I think I got like a 73 on or something like that. And uh, the curve was so intense that that was like a B or a B plus somewhere around there. That worked out for you. Yeah, but I was just like, this is a wake up call. Something's up. So what I did was I just, I remember I smuggled some tea into the library where the logic lab was. And I sat down at one of the computers and I just started doing logic problems and, you know, until the library closed. And I did that all the way up until the next test. And at some point, it was, this is Professor David Kaplan. He asked a class, and it's a lecture of like 150 plus people. He's like, who's the person who's going through the logic program and just doing every single problem? And I remember being in the class and just kind of looking around and being like, yeah, who would do that? That's crazy. You know, I didn't say anything. And then uh, later in his office hours, I went to him. I was like, oh, that's me, because I just don't understand this stuff. So I'm just like practicing every single one until I can do it. And you know, by the end of the semester, I was like, able to you know definitely go into the next class and and i i got a's on the rest of the tests and i also ended up working for david kaplan because of that level of tenacity right is like i was just just going 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 and and i the 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 part of that story it sounds kind of magical but it's not because there's just like nights where i was just sitting there at a logic computer you know they have these like very obvious if i remember correctly they're blue screens with like yellow writing and uh I'm just sitting there at his like logic program, just doing logic pro problems over and over and over and over and over again until like I was a a master at it, basically. So, you taught yourself all of that. 
I mean, you know, I took the classes, but uh, uh, with stuff like math, um, I, I actually don't believe that people are naturally just good at stuff. There's there's definitely people out there that maybe are savants or just naturally good at something like math. I would say they, they make up probably under 1% of the population. I think most people, such as myself, I just have to practice and practice and practice writing uh, math, all of these things to be able to get good at it. So I think it would be a mistake to just assume I was should have been good or would have been good at math right away. I wasn't. Pre-algebra was a struggle. Intermediate algebra was a struggle. Trigonometry was a huge struggle. Like I actually uh, felt like trigonometry was a huge step from intermediate algebra. And then when I got into calc, things started to flow. And then when I got into logic, I had to struggle again and, and practice and practice and practice. But I didn't feel discouraged as much as just like putting putting my head down and working. You know, it's almost like being a journeyman. That's crazy how even like how the the math classes are supposed to add up and build up with each other. It still it still felt like a journey you had to go through. So. Do you, do you think that without the level of dedication you had, would you have been able to pass all of the classes? Like, besides the dedication, what was it that got you through that? I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where, for me, it's kind of a personal thing, but my family actually told me not to bother trying with college. Um, I had a steady job. I was making probably about similar to what I'm making now, and this was 20 years ago. Um, so I was making good money, and I had total job security. It was in jewelry. People make a lot of money selling jewelry. Um, but, you know, I wasn't really happy, and I knew that if I when, – when I went from skateboarding into jewelry, I had to start over. Um, when I went from jewelry into even, like, stuff like waiting tables and working in hotels, I had to start over. I knew that with a high school diploma, every time I went from one job to another, I'd have to start over. Um, and so I felt that getting a BA and, and, you know, maybe even possibly going beyond that into grad school would be a key to at least having a higher ceiling, but also having like a, a floor that starts you out higher up, you know, so. All right. So it's like a nice, like a, like a stool pretty much like it, it didn't make, you didn't have to start off at ground, ground zero yeah, yeah. Every, every single time. Exactly. That, that's pretty good yeah. though. And so then those were the math classes, also the English classes. But what was the hardest part about the philosophy classes that you took? Were any of them challenging that made you feel like quitting? I mean, there's definitely a lot of doubt that exists in just doing philosophy in general. Um, first of all, you're dealing with subjects that haven't been figured out yet or solved. And you have these people that are absolute geniuses who have been trying to solve these problems for sometimes over a thousand years. Um, some of the problems I was dealing with, people have been working on them for over 50 years. Um, and so that's a little bit discouraging when you kind of see the the type of intellectual giants that have approached these problems before, and you're an undergraduate, and you're like, what do I have to offer? Um, I think a lot of that, though, like also what I was doing was just becoming really like a master at writing as well. So just really mastering the ability to write clearly, concisely, and and cogently, which just basically means believably, you know, persuasively. Um, and I think, like, just practicing once again, practice, 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 it kind of paid off in the end, you know? 
So, I mean, if you think about it, you look at like people who are really great at what they do. I think it's almost uh, disrespectful to just like expect like say someone like uh, Michael Jordan. He just like was naturally good at basketball, right? Um, he became good at basketball through practicing basketball. And that's how he became the greatest basketball player, arguably, right? I know we're in L.A., so that's contentious. But um, very at the same time as like uh, someone like Michael Phelps, also like a great swimmer. Um, I don't think Michael Phelps just like is a do half dolphin, right? Like I think uh, if you look at interviews with him during the time he was winning all the Olympic medals, like there's a really good one with Anderson Cooper where, you know, he swam all day, every day. That's all he did. And so I think like it really does take practice to get good at anything and if we expect which our society does kind of like make us feel like we should be good at stuff naturally um, if we expect to be good at stuff just naturally we're always going to be doubtful and you know discouraged but I think like if you take an approach where it's like one you're humble and two you realize that you have to kind of work at things and practice 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 to get good at things I think then you can see that you're building on your skill set and that is the road to actual success or becoming great at something. And so then when when you graduated, how many years and um, like how long did it take for you to get a job in the field, not just a job to help you support yourself? Mm. How long did it take you to get a job that made you that required the degree that you earned? Um, so when I got my master's, um, I had I, I had a job here at Pierce College like immediately upon graduation so there was there was no struggle there um, when I got my BA I went straight into a master's program um, and I was immediately the assistant to the chair at Cal State LA um, and Gary at the time and then I also was TAing um, so then when I graduated from Cal State LA I actually was hired immediately here at Pierce College by the chair of the department at the time Betty um, and so it was it was pretty much a smooth transition at that point but that was after like really making very clear goals and really like setting the path right so there was a point when i was in ucla or at ucla where i i realized oh i want to be a community college professor and kind of started really focusing on that as my goal rather than like maybe a broader net so so you realized that you wanted to become a community college teacher while you were in school or while you were once you graduated? Yeah, so like while I was in, I, I think it was mainly, I started thinking about it mainly when I was at UCLA because I thought, oh man, like I was kind of prepared to go to UCLA, but I felt like, oh, I could really like come back to a community college and teach people more what they're, they need to expect when they transfer especially in regards to the gaps in my education because it was a struggle to go from community college to UCLA. Um, and so uh, I f I, that's when I started thinking about it. And then when I was at Cal State LA in my master's program, I really, really, really started to focus on teaching. So I TA'd every single quarter. Um, and I, I actually started teaching towards the end of my time there as a graduate student instructor. Um, and then finally, like when I did graduate, I pretty much right away started teaching here at Pierce College. Um, and, and once I started teaching, like kind of like finding your major, it just clicked. That's that's pretty much true. So like going off of what you mean by um, when it just clicks, what do you mean by not not what do you mean, but 
What do you recommend to students, your students, to peer students, struggling to find a major? What's their, what do you recommend? Well, I mean, I think that it's good to try all these different classes that I get see kind of gets you to try. And uh, while you're trying it, you start to experience all these different classes. And in doing that, I think that you get the chance to really develop like what your interests are. Um, and through that, you can easily pick a major usually. It's what you like, you know? All right. You know, some classes are a real struggle. Some jobs are a real struggle. Some classes are pretty enjoyable, and some jobs are really enjoyable. And I think that's like you, you have to kind of lay your path like one. I, the, the, the cliche is lay your path one pebble at a time, right? So. All right. Well, it looks like we're getting the signal for uh, telling us that our time is coming to a close. So thank you so much again, Professor Singer, for coming on, just sharing your experiences with us. It really, I'm sure it's going to help out a lot of students um, this semester. Uh, professor Jones is currently a professor uh, here at Pierce College. He teaches Philosophy One, so check him out if you're in need for that class. Uh, again, thank you so much, Professor. Yeah, thank you. For kpcradio.com, I'm Luis Mendoza. Thank you.